This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean, and it has been a while since we've uh, recorded a podcast. Things have been busy at Sacred City Church. If you're around here, you know um, we've been growing like crazy, and God's been really good to us. And one of the things that we've done over the past few months is we have hired or brought on three pastoral residents, three men who feel called by God to um, be trained for pastoral ministry. And so this is the Sacred City Life podcast, episode number 19, and we are going to interview these pastoral residents. So men around the table, how are you? How are you? Good, man. Good. Cold. Oh, man. Cold already. <laughs> this ain't cold yet, brother. Well, we're going to ask a few questions. I'm going to go around, and we're in my office today, and this is going to be a uh, note. There's no real notes or anything. I've got about five questions I want to ask these guys. And the purpose of this, I just want our church, Sacred City Church, to uh, get to know these men, uh, get to know where you guys come from, uh, what your plans are, et cetera, et cetera. So let's just... Uh, jump into it right right away, and I want to ask the question, who are you and where are you from? And let's just go right around uh, my office here, so I'm going to start with you, brother. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, I'm actually glad to answer this because there's been so much confusion, it seems like, about who's Bryson and where's he from. So I'm, my name's Bryson Amix, not Bryson Amix. Really? Yeah, I get that. I think I've even heard you say I think I've said Amix, too. Yeah. All right, I'm learning something. Most people. Uh, I have my wife, Emma, uh, and then my two boys, Silas and Kanan. Uh, and then here's another aspect of confusion is we are from Kentucky, not from Texas. I find it funny that you want to clarify that. All yeah. right. You know, you're proud to be a Kentucky yeah. boy, I guess. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> but I, I think it's more so out of the fear of Texans revolting against Okay. Me. Gotcha. They're, they're they didn't want to cool. claim you. Yeah. Cool. So Bryson Amix mm-hmm. from Kentucky. Yep. All right. You make good whiskey. All right. And let's just keep going. All right, sweet. My name is Alex Tate. Um, I'm from the Quad City area. I lived here my entire life. Um, I grew up with my mom. I got two older brothers, um, one older sister and a younger sister. Um, I'm married to Bridgette Tate. Um, We've been together for 15 years and married for 12. I have three boys, um, Michael, who is 13 years old in junior high, Cameron, who is 12 years old in junior high, and Quincy, who is six years old and just started school. Um, I love diving into my word and spending time with family and friends, and I just love cool shoes as well. <laughs> <laughs> cool shoes. All right, that's probably where my son's starting to, to beg me to go to, to Dick's every every week to look at shoes. You just got to have them. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. All right, my name is Kevin Kanor. Um, pretty well born and raised in the Quad Cities. Uh, moved around a little bit just to get out of town, try a different place. Um, I'm married to Treve Kanor. Um, we've been married just over two years, and her little sister Emma is 12. She's been living with us for pretty much the whole time we've been married. All right, cool. So let's, uh, we'll just start with you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. We'll just go backwards the opposite way now. Tell us a little bit about your story. All right. Um, I was raised in a, a loosely reformed tradition. Um, we went to church. Uh, we didn't really have a whole lot of interaction outside of kind of that weekly service, and there wasn't really any um, interaction with the scriptures at home, so it it kind of turned into a a pseudo-tough kind of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get done what needs to be done kind of culture. I don't think intentionally, but it kind of manifested as some some good works and some uh, bad choices, and then... uh, 
kind of walked away from church through some of college and uh, really felt that emptiness in my heart. And it was when I met my wife and she really kind of pulled me back into the church. The Spirit really used her to kind of show me what I was missing because I knew I was missing something. But since I never really had that background, I didn't necessarily know what it was. So it was a kind of a long road to get there, but it was definitely a, an important journey. Yeah, nobody misses moralism. Nobody <laughs> goes off to college and misses legalism. I just miss the, my legalistic upbringing of the mm-hmm. church. Um, and so, you, so what college did you go to? University of Iowa. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm sorry. I know we love Iowa. I'm just joking. My bad. All right, cool. Uh, Alex, let's go with you, brother. Um, growing up, didn't really go to church much. Um, there's time to time, my mom just kind of woke us up and threw us on a bus and just so she can get a little break um, from five kids. Um, but um, before I started working at the church... She's feeling called from the yeah. Lord to save yeah. the church. <laughs> right? Um, but uh, before I started working here at the church, I worked in manufacturing um, for about 12 years with the same company. Um, and in the midst of that, I'm, uh, I love sports. Um, so you I'll... just jumped. Hold on. That was a big jump. Okay. So you, did, you went to church a little bit. Uh, when did you come to faith? Um, when I was in uh, junior high. How'd that happen? Um, that kind of worked its way out where uh, one of my friends uh, kind of pulled me in one of his youth groups, and uh, I was visited a couple times. Before you know it, we kind of had like a little weekend trip that we went to and um, gave my life to Christ there. Gotcha. Nice. So it was pretty awesome. Cool. And then we met <clears throat> when you were in high school. Probably a yeah. freshman, huh? Um, just about, yeah. Were you a freshman? Yeah. Yeah. So... I uh, I was Alex's wrestling coach for a couple years, I think. At Davenport Central. At Davenport Central. You worked your way down before to the South Locusts. Yeah, before, <laughs> before I moved out to North Scott. That's right. That's right. All right. And uh, so then you uh, gave your life to Christ junior high. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? How did high school go? Um, just kind of in and out, to be completely honest. Um hanging with some of the wrong crowds, but then at the same time had a lot of sporting um, events going on and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. Well, I know, you, and your parent, your your mom, your family did, still wasn't going to church or anything, no. so you were kind of the only guy. Were you going to church yourself, or were you just kind of... Um, I was going to church myself. Um, I visited a couple churches, but then uh, from time to time I'll go with some of my friends to their youth groups. And when did you meet your, meet your wife? Um, I met my wife in junior high at, <laughs> yep, at Sudlow, yes. My kids go there now, which is... Kind of awkward dropping them off where my wife and I met. Yeah, you tell them to go in there and find a wife. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Junior high, it's a God big decision, good. guys. Big decision. This is this is uh, time to time to find a wife here. All right, all right, cool, Bryson. Uh, yeah, so um, I was kind of raised, kinda in the church. Um, I'm probably until I was about ten years old, we were in the church. Um, what kind of church? A Baptist church. All right. Yeah. Southern Baptist or? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Say so that kind of proudly, I guess. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I went to seminary to Southern Baptist University. Yeah. Seminary, so I, I have nothing against Southern Baptist. Um, came to faith pretty young, about eight years old. Um, that, that manifested itself probably very little. Um, I mean... Not too many eight-year-olds are going to win the world for Jesus. Um, but I feel like there's probably aspects of me that was winning my eight-year-old world for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, played sports in school. Uh, right after high school, uh, I went to a community college, Somerset Community College, uh, 
to pursue being an American history teacher. That lasted a semester. Um, dropped out. Kind of went on and, and spent some time being a dumb 18, 19-year-old kid for six months or so. And then it was kind of weird and looking back I can see how God like sovereignly interacted there with me because it was almost just like an overnight thing where God was like, okay, you've you've done this for a little bit. Let's get back on track. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's a gift because many right. guys, uh, they lose a whole decade doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You lost mm-hmm. six months, many guys lose a whole decade yeah. playing video games and being a dumb 18, 19, 19 year old. It's not cool when you're actually 29. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it, yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, there was an aspect of it that was just like it, it was really unsatisfying. Um, you know, it might have been fun in the moment, and then like the next day, you're like, okay, now I'm just sitting around again. Mm-hmm. So nothing great happening. Um, so kind of got back on track with God. At that time, uh, I began to know Him more intimately. Um, began to practice some more spiritual disciplines, becoming a part of a community. Uh, at the church I was going to and was serving at, um, and then it was at that church as I was serving at a youth ministry lock-in, which is one of the worst things that exist. <laughs> for youth leaders, for adults, it's one of the worst yeah. things that exist. It is. It's bad. But this was a good one. I actually met my wife there. Um, it sounds weird. Not that she was a student. She was not a student <laughs> that I met at a lock-in. Good. Clarification. Yeah. That's good. Um <clears throat> Yeah, she was there, ended up leaving early, and I stayed the rest of the night with a bunch of stinky middle school boys and girls. Um, we got to talking, went and hung out, and not long after that, got married. Um, began to kind of talk with some people in my community about maybe a call to ministry that I might have been feeling. Um, they gave me the opportunity to kind of pursue that a little bit, maybe a step at a time. Uh, so I got to preach, got to lead some things. Um, and the Lord blessed that. And so I thought, this is really awesome. I really enjoy this. Maybe I'm looking to do this like full time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to seminary, got an associate's degree in biblical studies, um, and continuing my schoolwork now. Um, and then after, shortly after I got my associate's degree, um, I got my gig as a youth pastor in West Texas. So went out there, did youth ministry full time for a little bit. And uh, I'm here. Cool. Well, let's just tag right onto that. How did you get here? How'd you find Sacred City? Uh, the most random way possible. So um, it, this the the aspect of like being unsatisfied with like the fleshly things that I was pursuing during like as an eighteen nineteen year old kid. Uh, it was almost that same unsatisfaction with the way that the church was operating and the way I saw the church operating. Um, and not even just specifically the church I was at, but the church as a whole. Um, really consumeristic, really unbiblical in a lot of senses. Uh, so um, feeling this conviction that maybe things were not being ran that the way they were supposed to be, I, I kind of took a deep dive into the book of Acts to see how like the early church did things and how that didn't look like anything that was happening at any church I had been at today or until that point. Um, so felt convicted about that. felt convicted about my own role that I played in that um, with being like 
consumeristic and being a part of staff meetings that were like, how are we going to give the people what they want? Um, so I began to really, especially look at like Acts chapter two, um, where the church kind of becomes like a fellowship and a community, um, saw how that didn't happen. And I felt like it should happen. Um, and I don't even really remember how uh, Sacred City even come up. I, I know I began to look up residency programs. I didn't know that they existed outside of, um, like, for doctors. Did you Google residency program or what? I YouTubed it. You YouTubed it. I looked up... It's the new... Yeah. It's not, you don't even Google anymore. Just that's, YouTube that That's thing. how random... I was thinking about this earlier. <laughs> like, typically I would Google something like that. But I went to YouTube for whatever reason, and Sacred City's video for their residency was the first one on there. Boom. Amazing. Yeah. That is crazy. I wish I could, we should pull that up. It's probably only got like a hundred views, and maybe even less than that. Who knows? And one of those was Bryson Amix in like Texas. Fifteen of those was me. <laughs> I watched it back multiple times. Because well, I, I initially thought I looked at it, I was like, "Oh, I mean, that seems pretty cool. I bet their theology is way off, though." And that uh, the, little the, did he know, yeah. <laughs> theology is perfect, spot on. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking, you know, that's a cool that they have a residency program, but I'm sure it's not really exactly the the model of church ministry that I see that I'm looking for. And it was actually exactly the model for church ministry that I was looking for. And so I thought, I've got to apply to this. Um, so did, I think Ben emailed me back like the next day. And uh, I think it was like three, maybe three to six weeks later until I heard back from him. Um, but so after, after, I, after um, Ben emailed me back, uh, I had a meeting with my uh, lead pastor, and he asked, he said, uh, are you happy where you're at right now? And I said, no. Um, I expressed some of my concerns with what was going on as far as the, some of the theology that was changing, some of the ministry practices that were changing. Um, and it wasn't really, there wasn't a moment of like reconciliation. It was more like, how do we get you out of here quietly and efficiently? Um, and so Under the cover of darkness in yeah. the back of a trunk. Yeah, that's what... With two-day severance pay. That's usually what loving churches do. Well, somebody <laughs> still had to run youth ministry for a few weeks, so they weren't really able to do that yet. Um, but um, we were told at the end of May that we had to, because the church was paying for our house, um, we had to be out of the house by the end of May. I still didn't even know if I was coming here or not yet. Um, I think, and I think it was two weeks before we were supposed to move, we found out. That, hey, I got the residency. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I remember, because <clears throat> things have been busy around here, and we were working through applications and doing all kinds of and things. it was right after Easter, too. Yeah, it was right after Easter. Uh, I was worn out, was really tired, and we were trying to make some decisions and pray through this. And I remember, like, all right, well, I'll call this Bryson Amix guy. I think we can offer him, you know, one of the one of the positions. And I don't know, you know, when's he gonna want, when he's going to want to move here. It'd be nice to get him, to get him here before I go... Uh, on our, you know, sabbatical in the summer. Yeah. It'd be nice to be able to meet him and at least him get acclimated. And then when we get back in August, he's ready to go. And I remember calling you and you're, I'm like, well, when would you want to be there? He's like, I don't know, like two weeks. I'm like, cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do this. Yeah. So. And even, even before that, um, I guess I forgot to mention, so I, I've, I've had several different interviews with the churches and things like that. And uh, all of them, I, I was never nervous for any of them. But when I knew you were calling me for this residency, especially with the things that were like transpiring at the church we were at, I was like sweating bullets about to throw up. I'm like, 
I've got to have a good conversation with Justin. That's how most people feel when they yeah. have a meeting with me, actually. <laughs> yeah. And then I got here, I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what was the last question I asked? Do you remember that? What I, what I bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a tough interview. Uh, you almost missed it on that one, though. <clears throat> All right, I, I, Alex. All right. Um, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, how'd you find Sacred City? I heard I heard um, from Sacred City through Justin, of course. Um, I've been with Justin since he was a youth pastor at Kingdom Youth, um, and that's where I was talking about going, jumping from youth group to youth group, and then I'm staying there at um, Kingdom Youth, which your brother Jaron, of course. Um, and then um, throughout that, you were my wrestling coach at Davenport Central, so continuing that relationship. Um, and then throughout that, I've just been living life with you for the last 10 years, um, you kind of took me under your wing a little bit, started to disciple me. We, um, our kids are about the same age. Um, we went on a lot of uh, vacations and little, you know, weekend trips. Um, became a Mitchell community leader. Um, lost a Mitchell community, graduated Proterbrook in Omaha with Justin, and then um, became a deacon here at the church. And then about a year and a half ago is when the elders appointed me the youth director here, and then now I'm here um, in the residency with Kevin Bryson. So yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah, I remember that. Obviously, you uh, wrestled for me. Uh, you were a hard-headed kid, hard-headed <laughs> kid, and uh, and then I remember I, th- I think before you came to the youth ministry. I was preaching at a little African American church. Yeah. And here you come walking in twenty minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I'm the a... only white guy on stage. Yep. And uh, as I was I was preaching and, and I was like, what What's he doing here? And I think. I don't know. I think we, we talked a little bit, and then I think you came and checked out the youth mm-hmm. ministry with my brother or something not yeah. not, much, not far after that. Yeah. And then uh, you got married, what, when you are 12 or something? <laughs> when I was 18. Yeah, by the time you were married, uh, I think you were coming uh, to the ministry back then. And then as soon as we started Sacred City, I think you were here, yeah. like first service, I think. Yeah. I remember that. And been with us ever since. Yeah. Cool. So he was your wrestling coach before he was your youth pastor? Yeah. That's right. So you knew, like, if you were bad, like, you'd get your arm broke. Yeah, he would. Actually. So <laughs> here's, the, here's the real story. The real story is, you know, I was probably about 145 pounds. and he And he was, yeah. <laughs> and he wrestled, like, 189. Mm. So he's always been a big boy. So uh, when, we, when he was in high school, yeah, I could handle him. But then once he got out of high school and kept lifting... There's there's a story going around. <laughs> when I left to go to Omaha, uh, boys will be boys, and somehow on my going away party, we ended up, I mean, dudes taking their shirts off, and we, we just wrestled in the living room yes. of Kevin Ryan's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I took Alex down once, and then he took me down once, yeah. and then we went for like 10 minutes and nobody scored. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, we're done. That's tired. So, yeah, we've, had, we've got some history there. Uh, now I feel completely confident and choking him unconscious, though. <laughs> <clears throat> Kevin, how'd you find Sacred City? All right. Took kind of a, a long way around, I guess. About a year and a half ago, we were living in uh, Missouri. We were part of another Acts 29 church down there. My and good friend, TJ Dreyer, mm-hmm, Redemption right. Hill. Yep. And uh, a family member up in the Quad Cities expressed interest in getting more involved in a, a different church. And so I absolutely volunteered. I knew kind of what I was looking for in a, a solid biblical church. And I went through 
a whole bunch of churches in the area before it occurred to me to go into the Acts 29 network and see if there's anything local. And sure enough, there was one Acts 29 church in Davenport, and I kind of poured through the website, listened to a whole bunch of sermons. I think that was most of the Revelation series at the time, and just poured through it. And I liked it. Um, the family member ended up not necessarily doing anything with the information, but then we had a church to go to whenever we came back to visit, which was really nice. Um, and then, boy, close to Christmas last year, we were really feeling a, a pull to move closer to home, got some family with some health things, you know, and I was just really praying for that opportunity God would give me to kind of step into more ministry and, and things like that. Um, we talked about it, we prayed about it, and then uh, a couple weeks later, I think it was January 1st, you announced in your standalone your interest in launching uh, a residency, and I was like, yeah, you know, that be sounds like a, a cool opportunity, if it's possible, if God's plan, you know. Uh, several weeks later, I actually applied for it, and then we ended up moving back um, we are so confident for God's call on our life. We ended up actually moving back to Davenport before hearing for sure if we'd gotten, or if I'd been chosen as one of the residents, but uh, figured one way or the other that we were pretty convinced we wanted to dig in here. It just had that kind of community vibe we were looking for. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, it's just really cool to hear your stories, you know, met you in the wrestling room, met you on YouTube. <laughs> you know, basically connected with you through TJ and mm-hmm. Redemption Hill and Actually Nine, and, and you went to North Scott, mm-hmm. and that's where I went to high school, and that's also where I coached wrestling, uh, where I ended up coaching wrestling. So it's just really cool to hear how God has got you guys here. He's sovereign; His providence gets us where He wants us to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a couple more questions here, when we'll wrap up. Uh, what are you hoping to get out of the pastoral residency program, Kevin? We'll start with you. Sure. Um... Well, like I said, I came to faith fairly um, quickly, and then after that, I didn't have a whole lot of discipleship, so I I jumped into as many resources as I could find. So I have a fair amount of head knowledge, I feel like, but I was really looking for um, a person or people to kind of give me an opportunity to really explore my gifting. So I have a general idea, but just because I think I'm gifted in something doesn't necessarily mean I am. And I can't really explore that without somebody giving me the opportunity to kind of look into that. So just kind of through the residency, I'm hoping to explore and develop my giftings um, and see if I can really narrow in on an area of ministry that I feel called to do and that I'm equipped to serve in. Awesome. Yeah. Alex? Um, I would like to grow as a preacher um, and then learn what it looks like behind the scenes of uh, being a pastor because we all know uh, being a pastor is just not preaching on a Sunday morning or a uh, what? Wednesday night. Youth group. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Yeah. Just, just a little. T- everybody, like, everybody's, you know, that's the only thing they know I do is preach. And then so they're always like, I, I think your job's probably hard, but I don't really know what it is. So uh, just a little plug. The next podcast is actually going to be kind of a normal week in my life. I'm just going to go day by day, hour by hour through my week and let people know exactly what it is I do on a week-in, week-out basis. Uh, I, I do a couple more things than preach, and just just a couple. And so uh, I'll give everybody an opportunity to see where their money goes, see where the tithes go. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> I do more than preach, I promise. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. 
So you want to learn to preach? Yes. You want to see what goes on behind the scenes? Yes. Anything else? Um, that's that's. To be honest, I'm just excited to be doing this full time because before I was in manufacturing, working 50 to 60 hours, and then on top of trying to uh, launch Sacred City U. So I'm just excited to be able to do this full time and uh, be able to spend more time with my family. So, um, yeah. Cool, Bryson. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like I said earlier, I've, I've had some full time ministry experience, um, but but the way that played out, I wasn't satisfied with. So. Uh, the biggest thing I want to get out of Sacred City's residency program is just kind of understanding how um, this this model of ministry in Acts chapter 2 is played out in the 21st century, like what that actually looks like today, um, how it's not really a new philosophy of ministry at all, but like the oldest one we got. Um, but with it being so old, it can be hard to see how that looks like today. Absolutely. In context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so figuring that out is like the number one thing that I would like to get out of this residency. Cool, awesome. Uh, just to fill in everybody, <clears throat> these guys, um, what are they actually doing? Um, they are in missional community, all of them. They are in Porterbrook, or Alex has already taken Porterbrook. They're uh, in the residency program, and part of that residency program is every Monday, um, they're with me doing sermon prep in the morning. And then they, they meet uh, with some of our leaders to go to work through the liturgy, a liturgy meeting and kind of a, a review of the Sunday, uh, su- Sunday sermon r- early afternoon. Then we have staff meeting the rest of the afternoon, all staff meeting. We sit down together, go over through the previous week and the previous gathering, plan, plan, uh, plan things in the future. And so they're all a part of that. They um, are part of our monthly preaching lab where they are preparing sermons and learning how to preach. Um, in the sermon prep time, most of them are writing um, the sermon. So if I'm pre- this week, I'm preaching on on uh, the resurrection of the body. It's our last week in the Apostles' Creed, and while I'm writing my sermons out and ri- while I'm studying, they're they're kind of doing the same thing. Um, Alex is using some of his time also to prepare sermons for um, the Wednesday night Sacred City Youth, to plan the discipleship program for our youth, to train up leaders. Um, Etc. They're anything else? What am I? Am I missing anything else that you guys are doing on your residency? Oh, they're reading a lot of books, hmm. writing papers. Mm-hmm. What else? Anything else? Residency wise, yeah, I, I got school on the side too. But, yeah, yeah, you're. Um, that's about it, I think. Hmm. Cool. Um, so if you guys listen, these these residents, um, one of the things that we want them to do is to continue to get to know our people, uh, continue to build influence within our church uh, as they can as they grow in their leadership gifts. So. Take these guys out for lunch or let them take you out for lunch and uh, get to know them. Now, the last question I've got today, and we'll wrap this up. You guys have been here. Uh, you two have been here for a, f- a few months. Alex, you've been here for a long time. Um, what has been your favorite aspect of Sacred City so far? Or kind of what has like uniquely blessed you as our church or something that's unique about Sacred City that has blessed you um, from our church? Bryson, I'll let you start. Probably uh, MC life and what that looks like. Um, it's not necessarily small groups like most other churches would have, but really people living together in community um, and even different aspects of MC life with like prayer and praying together and then whether that's curriculum or stories. Um, it's not surface level Bible study. It's real deep like gospel truths that people are taking in 
Um, it doesn't become, you know, it's not gossip sessions. It's not um, people being jerks, just calling out sin, but it's people like in with truth and love trying to help each other grow in the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. I would say for me, um, since I've been here, since Sacred City has launched, uh, Mr. Community has always um, been the part that I've loved as well. Um, how you have these small churches throughout the entire city that live life with one another. Um, it's also raw and real at the same time. Um, you can be yourself where we love one another and share each other's burden, um, but we also push each other back to Jesus with truth and love. Um, is it always that simple? I mean, no, because of course... Um, even in your own family, you know, it can get, you know, pretty rough, but at the same time, pointing each other back to Jesus and um, forgiving one another. But we also get to live um, um, life with one another throughout the week, and then we also get to come back on a Sunday morning um, to be able to praise and worship together, to hear God's word. Um, but it's not um, after a while, it's just something um, we do, um, and it's just, and it, but it's, it's also who we are, and it's a part of our regular rhythms each week. So, mm. Yeah, I love that. that, that that's a unique piece. We've been doing the the liturgy was so foreign for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah. Missional community was like the main focus, and then most people loved MC and they hated some. They hated the liturgy, and now I feel like the liturgy has formed us in such a way that I love it. You know, yeah. and it's just it's I some there's some weeks I can't wait to confess my sins, and, yeah. and, and I can't wait to to worship with God's people. Yeah. And yeah, the the missional community life is is difficult and great. But then the Sunday morning, that nat- it's just a natural rhythm now. Yeah. Um, it's it's been a, f- a formative practice, and I'm just really thankful that we've we've got it. Kevin, yeah, <clears throat> not a whole lot that I can add. But for me, it's been the MC as well. It's uh, it's really nice to have a, a community of people who legitimately care, who are uh, not afraid to really dig in. I tend to be a, a quieter person, um, on average, and so just people who aren't afraid to kind of call you on that if you're especially quiet or especially tired after work one day it kind of draw you into conversation just remind you that um you can can and should just leave all that at the door and just bear your burdens with one another and and help others to do the same cool uh last question how's it been how's the same same kind of question how's it been for your wife so you got i know when i did my residency in omaha it was um hard for me but it was less difficult for me because I was at the church, you know, at least one day a week. And so I was meeting people and I was in meetings and, and so I could develop friendships. My wife and my family, you know, we moved and she was locked away in an apartment basically all day long. And it was, uh, it was pretty difficult on, it was pretty different, difficult for her to build relationships in the beginning. How has it been for your wife and how's, how's that going? We've come through, um, a season where we've both struggled to kind of build those relationships. And so she really came into this with uh, determination to build those connections. And she's doing things like Porterbrook as well with me. And so that gives her an opportunity to really get out. And there's a a couple of women in um, the MC that she started connecting with. So it's been, um, instead of being a struggle, it's really been, I think, a relief to kind of have those opportunities to develop those relationships. And then especially to develop them separate for me because it's it's really easy for couples to do things together but doing things as a family with other families isn't always the same as doing something with um, a woman doing something with a woman or a man with a group of men Mm -hmm. and so it's been uh, a good I think well-rounded perspective for her cool Uh, my wife's been you know of course uh, in community for a while now but 
Um, she's really excited about um, Proto-Brook. She just kind of started that um, and just kind of joining in um, the cohort with some of the ladies and um, building some new relationships um, because she's been having some of the old relationships for a while now. Um, but it's good for her to be able to get out and meet some new people within our cohort. So, How's she doing with having to see you more? Um, <laughs> um, it's, it's actually been pretty good you know we get to spend more time together um, sometimes I do come home and mess up some of her regular rhythms because um, of course I've been having the same schedule for 12 years and uh, to kind of switch that up on her um, is a little different so yeah <laughs> so she, you ain't got on her last nerve yet? no not yet alright cool <laughs> give it a month Bryce uh, it's, been, it's been really good for not just my wife but our marriage in general um, I feel like this is probably the best our marriage has been since we've been married um, coming down here, it was, uh, hard for not only just my wife, but coming both down here, coming up here. Okay. I was like, you I was, know where I Texas was thinking, is at, right? I was thinking, you know where Kentucky is Kentucky to Texas coming. <laughs> okay. Coming up here. I'm um, sorry. Ryan. <laughs> um, but, uh, be, just being a little skeptical of how, um, people, their intentions behind connecting with us, um, we kind of had some walls built up, I think, at first coming down, and um, through MC and and Fight Club, and then just hanging out with people in similar stages of life with kids, and then people in much different similar much much different stages of life um, than my wife um, has been helpful, and then even with um, some of the different things like liturgy, we've never been in church that's practiced liturgy, and then even yesterday um, we were just talking about the service, and Emma was like. You know, the worship was good, the you know, sermon was good, but I actually started crying during the liturgy. And I'm like, you didn't even like liturgy two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, that's awesome, though. Um, so the, the adjustment um, is much quicker than probably we had anticipated it would be. Um, we don't maybe take a little more time to hop in the way we have, uh, just connecting with people and trying to get over some of the wounds that we've brought with us. But it's been... It's been good for my wife, especially. Praise God. It's great. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, I think that's all I've got for, for us today. Guys, you kind of know what to do. We'd appreciate if you shared this on uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter so more people will hear about the podcast and we can help more people. Our goal mainly is to um, just help us walk closer to Jesus. That's what this podcast is all about, is following Jesus in the everyday rhythm of life. And we're mainly doing this for Sacred City Church. So pass this along and uh, we will be putting out a new podcast, hopefully uh, next week or the next couple weeks. And uh, I will see you guys on Sunday or if you're in my missional community, I'll see you tomorrow night. God bless you.